Hello, everyone, and welcome into podcast number 35 of the Tiger Sports Live Stream Network podcast. Blake Walker here, my dad, Dan Walker, alongside of me. Uh, we got an interesting podcast today. We are currently broadcasting in the middle of a JV basketball game. Uh, this is a rescheduled game from uh, way back on the 24th of January. Grinnell and Oskaloosa were supposed to play. It was supposed to be Hoops for Hope Night. The boys got moved to like the 18th of February, something like that, or next week or something. Yeah, 18th of February. Yep, the girls got <coughs> moved Excuse to me. tonight. So JV's going on right now. Grinnell's winning with six minutes left in the fourth quarter. The uh, varsity girls take off tonight at 6 o'clock. Um, the reason we're doing it like this is because uh, we have a special guest coming in here in a little bit. Chad Beck is uh, going to uh, come up here and sit and talk with us. We put out a poll on our Twitter of who everyone wanted to see get in uh, or uh, for us to interview. We gave you uh, Travis Smith, Trent Edson, uh, Brandon Sharp, and Chad Beck, and Chad won by an overwhelming amount. Uh, so we are going to interview Chad Beck. Uh, big milestones. He hit his 300th victory uh, just a couple weeks ago. Uh, his son Brock just passed his other son Brody in uh, wins. So there's a lot going on in uh, Coach Beck's life, and we want to talk to him about it. We've yet to talk to him about it in a while, but uh, now that we do wrestling as part of our you know, live stream, uh, live format, stream we yeah. decided to jump into it. So uh, do we want to jump into commercials and then uh, move on with what we got, or do we want to yeah. jump right in and see Let, what? Let's jump over, and again, this is our, our first time that we've actually done a live podcast. This is something that we're looking forward to doing a few more of those as we go. So if you find we're not looking at the cameras because we're looking at other things, as you can see here, Blake has different monitors in front of him. We've got different cameras that we set up for our live streaming. This is the basic set right in front of me that runs the, the heart of the whole program. So sometimes you get a little bit distracted. But let's uh, go to our commercials, and we'll be right back in a few minutes. Hey there, I'm Joey Pauliai, third-generation owner of Pauliai's in Grinnell. Since 1957, we've been serving you the flavors you savor. Dine in, carry out, or pick up our frozen pizzas for a night in. Our promise to you, everything is made from scratch, and we only use the freshest ingredients, guaranteed. Plus, get your kids signed up for our Pax Pals program to get free pizza and shirts. Visit PauliaisGrinnellIA.com or ask your server how to sign up. See you soon at Pauliai's Pizza Grinnell on 5th Ave between Main and Broad Street. Tomorrow, some fear the uncertainty it brings. Some trust the promise it holds. At Grinnell Mutual, we are always looking forward to tomorrow, growing and innovating. So even if the plans you have for the future aren't the same as the plans the future holds for you, you can be ready. Because we'll be ready, like we have been for over 100 years. Trust in that. Trust in tomorrow. Talk to a Grinnell Mutual agent today. Alrighty, welcome back to the Tiger Livestream Network podcast, episode number 35. Uh, I guess we're going to go over recaps while we wait for uh, what's been going on. So I have quick stats pulled over here on my monitor over here. That's why you'll see me looking over here. So we want to start with Dallas Center Grimes. Yep, Dallas Center Grimes. So uh, we'll start with the girls. They traveled to Dallas Center Grimes uh, on Friday, January 31st, and got a win 73-62. to Dallas Center Grimes at the time was the number three ranked team in the Little Hawkeye Conference. Grinnell pretty much led most of the game. Anytime that DCG came close, it was a lot of trading baskets. Um, overall, I'd say it was a pretty good game. 
Um, you know, DCG, Grinnell was up by quite a bit, and then DCG started hitting their threes in the second half, but I'm pretty satisfied with a win like that. Yeah, you know, DCG kind of worked back out of the hole a little bit, and uh, it was a competitive ball game to watch. You know, and I think the, the crowd kind of was a little bit entertaining from the Dow Center Grimes side. The, the coach, of course, it always has to figure out, say, hey, that's a bad call, whatever. But we sit right behind the, uh, the scores bench. So we had the full life of the entertainment of the officials saying, no, coach, it wasn't that, or yes, coach, it was that. So it was a really good ball game to watch. And, uh, you know, again, we, we've seen it more and more that as we play these three and four nights in a row, that these girls are just showing a lot of fatigue. Uh, however, the Dow Center Grimes game, they come out with fire. And I think if you go back and look at box scores, I think they jumped out to an 18-point lead at one point. Jump. And, uh, you know, just they worked really well together. And I think it was a pleasing ball game as Coach Edson walked off the floor saying that, you know, it's the end of the week. Let's finally be done with this. And luckily they got to go home and, and take a break, and the boys had to turn right around and go back to a ball game on a Saturday at lunchtime. So that's the misfortune of that. But uh, Then we go to the boys' side, and it was a, it was a struggle. Dallas Center Grimes got the victory 53-35. to Grinnell actually outscored Dallas Center Grimes by a lot in the third quarter, but it was just not enough. DCG was able to overpower Grinnell. Um, one of those learning games, one of those games that you probably want to forget about. And, uh, you know, that's that's just kind of how it goes for that. Um, and then the next you have swimming results. Yep, next the uh, boys swimming team that is uh, actually having a very good year uh, on the swimming side of it. They went to Coe College for a conference meet, and they finished up with second place out of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, looks like nine teams. So that was a very good. Their second place points were 354 runner up to Decora. Uh, a couple notes here from Coach Smith in the 200 medley, but that was Heishman, Knudsen, Wilson, and Rasmussen. Uh, they dropped five seconds off their personal best in the 200 free relay with Rasmussen, uh, Wilson, Strauser, Smith. They were considered, they are the conference champs. So good job to that group of boys. Dropped almost three seconds and dominated the competition. The 400 free relay with Rasmussen, Wilson, Strasser, and Smith. Uh, they were conference runner-ups, dropping a whopping seven seconds. So they really did some work out there and, and made some performances. Individual podium finishers were in the 200 free with Cody Blaine at fourth place. Uh, in the 200 IM, Mads Knudsen with uh, sixth place. So congratulations to those two. Five in the 50 free, Trent Rasmussen with the fourth place. Alex Smith also came in at the fifth place. And in the 100 free, Alex Smith was runner-up and Ty Strasser with a fourth place. Uh, going to page number two here in the 500 free, Cody Blaine with a fifth place. In the 100 back was Caden Heishman with a fifth place. In the 100 breast was Mads Knudsen with a sixth place. So that was the, the end of the, the conference meet there. And then they all travel on to Johnston for the state qualifying meet next. So that was the swimming results, and they've had a really good, good job out there on that and doing a strong, strong side. Uh, another thing was Grinnell went to uh, Wells Fargo Arena, and they lost to Mount Vernon. It was a one-off Saturday game. And uh, the one of those games that you want to forget despite going to the well. Coach, welcome in. Take a seat. Let's see if we can scoot in here a little bit. We got your headset right here. 
<laughs> it'll go. It'll fit right over it. Pull that. Pull this down. There you go. You yep. should be able to hear us. Can you hear us? Yep. All right. Okay. Um, so we'll we'll put this on a hiatus while okay. we talk. So this is uh, Coach Chad Beck. Uh, Coach. Yeah, you can set that wherever. Thanks for joining us. This isn't our normal podcast location, but uh, actually, I was standing over there waiting for you. Oh, so oh. <laughs> I didn't know where you were. Uh, and we'll, we will say this is the first time we've done a live video podcast. Yeah, all of them been. We thought your good lucks. We'll put you on the the video here so everyone can see who our wrestling coach is. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, first of all, we'll start off with congratulations on 300 victories. That is uh, that's amazing. I mean, the milestone that that is. Uh, give a little bit of a background, how long you've been here and uh, uh, what it took to get those 300 victories. Well, if you go clear back to when I got out of college, I came back and, and started coaching at the middle school. Uh, I was a head coach at the middle school for five years, then came to the high school for two years as Mike Allen's assistant, and then took over the program, I think, in 98-99 uh, season. Um, that year, we were 1-20. and Years ago, uh, the maintenance guy here at school, uh, Larry Ellis, he said, how long is it going to take to get a winning team? And I said, you know, we're struggling right now. We don't fill all the weights, but we'll get it. I said, it'll probably take five years. And it actually turned out to be five years before we had a winning season. And it was kind of a joke amongst the coaches uh, that we wrestled against that I said, I got 100 losses long before I got 100 <laughs> wins. And I mean years before I got 100 wins. So, uh, But I think after that fifth season, We've never had a losing season. There was one season where we finished 500, but after that, we've always had a winning season. So, you know, it's, it took a while, but now we've got it there and, and we're competing, you know, you know there's fairly a, well all the time. There's, there's a lot of, it seems like Grinnell has a lot of students that go to college, come back and coach within the program. For yourself, you were a very good wrestler uh, to come back into a program and then first step on the mat We'll, we'll jump past the middle school. Those are all recognized years, but your first year as a, a varsity coach, what was that feeling like that it was only so long ago that I was stepping out here wrestling? And some of those coaches you may have wrestled were still coaching. Sure. Probably some may still be are. Not, uh, some not so might much be now. retired. <laughs> but as you started, there's like, I, I wrestled against a kid that he coached. Right. How was that feeling of just like, I am a, a young guy here. What respect am I going to get? Yeah, and, and, you know, I'm sure early on, you know, you probably didn't get a whole lot of respect, especially when we were 1-20 and 20, and then we were 3-17 and 17, or 3-19, and 19, I think. Um, and then we went 4 and, or 5-17. and 17. So as we, kept, as we kept getting better, then, you know, you got more respect in the conference, more respect in all your matches that you went out in. And, you know, and then it become, you know, it come, become apparent that we were going to compete at all the time. You know, and there's there's been some years where we've had to forfeit some weights, um, but for the most part, we've been able to fill most of the weight classes for for the last 15 years. You know, that first year it was tough because um, Grinnell went to state in football. I think we were in the championship game. I think it was the year we took second. So we had a lot of guys on our team that that uh, were just beat up from playing in the dome. You know, and the story I tell that year that Dan Kyle was our heavyweight. And he says, Coach, you know, he said, my knee just hurts. I don't know if I can do it. He said, I don't know if I can wrestle. I think I'm going to hang it up. I said, Dan, quit. Wait till Christmas. We'll start wrestling at Christmas. He went on to take sixth place in the state that year. So it was just one of them deals where, you know, sometimes when football season goes real deep into and actually wrestling had started and they were still playing football. So, uh, but 
you know, give him some time off and got back in and, and made things work. But, I mean, we'll say coaching, but what do you think over those years of that first five years, was it just trying to learn a new something new or was it something they were lacking prior to I think a, a lot start of it, of it? No, I think a lot of it, well, a lot of it had to do with we just needed numbers. We had to get more kids involved in the program. That's where uh, we took over the kids' program and, and – uh, we, you know, we did it our way. We didn't have someone else running it. We just, we just came in. We got to get kids started when they're young. So I think we, you know, that first year we were telling the story earlier today, it was thirteen dollars a kid to wrestle for <laughs> for three months. We just had to get kids in here, so we got them in. And, and and then, you know, when you follow a winning program, it's more fun than to follow a losing program. Right. So as we started winning, more kids wanted to be involved. So uh, you know, we were able to get involvement. And then when you get involvement, uh, then another big uh, guy that com contributed to our wins was uh, Lim Prim. Lim was a state champ and a state runner-up for us in 90-91. Mike Allen coached him. Uh, went on to be, a, I believe, a two-time NCAA runner-up in the, in the Division II level and came back and coached for about five years and really brought back uh, – you know, a competitiveness that kids wanted to be involved with. And, and he kind of, at that time, worked with our off-season program, uh, lifting weights, going to freestyle tournaments. And, you know, he just loved it. He still wrestles today. He, com he was competing a year ago in the senior national. So I think he's probably he's probably 46, 47 now, and he competed in the senior nationals wow. a year or two ago. So, wow. um, But, you know, he helped, he helped bring that up also. So, um, you know, there we just kind of got into that the expectations you know we don't expect to lose we expect to win at all times you know so kids got to work to to maintain that and you know it just kind of fell in order well it seems like as of the last two or two or three years that i've kind of gone back and forth and watching that it's it's not necessarily that you have juniors and seniors that are good but it seems like you're picking more and more freshmen when they start as a freshman they must have a good base when they're coming out of the middle school because you're getting quite a bit of talent coming right in their freshman year that yes, they're not getting just thrown all over the mat. They're actually performing. Right. Yeah, we've had, you know, and I, had quite a few probably freshmen. goes back to that kids that you're starting yeah, out early. Yeah, you know, and, and right now, actually, we're, we're spending a lot of time with our middle schoolers right now just because um, if you look at our program, we're going to lose, at our starting lineup, we're going to lose 120, 126, 132 um, with seniors, and then you're going to have Landon Kirby who will never – he won't see the flip side of 152 next year. He's he's growing. He's he's struggling to keep his weight where he's at. Next year, I look for him to be 152 or 160 pounds. So you got four weight classes that have to be filled, and it's going to be the young kids, you know. So we're putting our time in with them right now, trying to get them ready for their AAU districts that that are on schedule for Sunday this week in Washington, Iowa. So um, just talk to them about even if you get beat out, still come, still work out, still practice a couple days a week. You know, it's not like you're in your competitive season year-round. But if we can get six or eight more weeks of two days a week, uh, you know, it'll help those kids get ready for coming in as freshmen. Right. Now we – so with having a son in basketball and, and being around a lot of the football players and Coach Souser, it's always the talk of what happens off season. Is wrestling – I'm not saying intense, but is wrestling a demanding sport as an off-season sport like these other season, other oh, yeah. sports I, do? Yes. Um, and to the point that – if you don't do something in the off season, you're going to be behind because uh, 
they have what they call the freestyle season, which is the Olympic wrestling. And it runs until mid-May for the state tournament. And then if you happen to place in the top four, you get to go out to Fargo, North Dakota for the nationals. You get on the Iowa team and go out. And we haven't had, well, Cam Stevenson was our last competitor. Two years ago, he qualified for that. Um, but the last, last year, we didn't really push tournaments. We just pushed the workouts. Uh, we only went as a team probably to two or three off-season tournaments, but we went, we practiced. Central College hosted up every Monday night and opened to whoever wants to come. So we'd go down there, then us and, and uh, Newton and Pella on Wednesday night would rotate hosting. So you got to wrestle someone new, you know, twice a week. But be uh, competitive. Be competitive and fun. It's not, you know, no score, just practice technique sessions and, and work out hard. And I really think, a lot of our kids gained from that experience. Just, just mat time. Just you know, and we've got some kids now that need that. And and obviously we'll wait till the season's over to to start uh, pushing that on them. But you know, one thing we do is we don't do that until track practice is over. So it's in the evening at six o'clock. You know, or golf or soccer, whichever they're in. Um, some out for tennis. So uh, it's something that we try to stay away from other sports and then come in afterwards and you know maybe wrestle for an hour a day. And uh, yeah, like I said, you almost have to have it to be competitive. It's incredible. It seems like the, the sports are becoming a full-time sport. <laughs> Basically, you know, it is. Uh, um, you know, there's, these kids are getting pushed. Uh, they're getting pulled every direction. You know, everybody wants them in the weight room for football. You know, they want them. Uh, baseball, I think, starts throwing Sunday. Yeah. Uh, you know, and obviously we're not done yet. And the coaches, you know, Coach Timberg understands that, you know, he's got a couple varsity ball players that are wrestling right now that and he understands he knows i said you know what if they want to come hang out with the guys be part of it great but you know we really don't want them right out there doing things that might you know throw their back out or something else that they're you know something right. different than they're used to doing right now this time of year well blake he talked a couple of your personal milestones but what is let's talk about the milestones of of coaching your two boys and having them hit milestones within their own careers and then to add to that all your other, you've had other wrestlers. Eli Rose, one of the latest ones to hit 100 wins. Mm -hmm. How is, I mean, 300 wins for yourself as a coach is one thing, but to coach kids that hit these milestones of 100 and now uh, hitting 100, is it 168? Or uh, Brock. Brock uh, is, I guess the record, breaking Brody's record is 168, but he's had Brody, two yeah. or three wins since then. Yeah, Brody was 166. And Brock, I think, is at 170 right now. We're interrupted by a really loud music. <laughs> yeah. Let's turn that um, yeah, I think Brock's, Brock's at 168 or 170. Um, 170. Yep. So, um, you know, it's you know, it's always fun that you know when kids hit that milestone, whether it's 100 or 150, or you know, even some of them just to get to 50. Um, you know, but, uh, yeah, Brody set the record a few years ago, and uh, Ryan Matherly had it five years, four years before him. Um, so, you know, every year we're getting guys getting more and more wins. It just helps build your program, I think. Uh, you know, obviously when Brock broke Brody's record, uh, you know, that was – he'd been telling him for a while he's going to, and, and there's certain people that kind of, you know – tease them both about it but you know if somebody's gonna break your record you want it to be your brother right you know so you know, it's, it's it's just the way it is Brock you know was four-year starter so was Brody 
Uh, Brody wrestled in the state tournament three times, medaled once. Uh, Brock's been there three times, medaled all three times. So, to, but in Brody's or in Brock's defense, Brody went into state one year at 50 and one. Brock has never went into state more than 42 matches. So, you know, it's just, it just depends on the schedule. We had yep. some snow out this year. Had uh, uh, nine or ten matches snowed out this year, you know, with two tournaments. So just the way it goes. Well, I tell you, it seems like through the, again, social media, it puts a lot of hype and it. It makes people focus back into your wrestling program. And what was kind of neat is that's what spurred a lot of it said, well, how come you guys can't live stream that? Because we want to see what they're doing. We yeah. see stats. We see that. And it turned out your two wrestling meets brought in almost as much as some of the better basketball games this year. Oh, yeah, you so know, and, and people like it. They, they want to see there's it. There's been nights and we've had some pretty good crowds, you know. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people show up, and, and sometimes you have to promote that with uh, youth night, um, you know, parents night, obviously, which there was only three seniors and a couple senior cheerleaders. But, uh, but in all, the student body does a good job, I think, of, of supporting everybody, yeah. you know, and, and uh, you know, you always see a good crowd of students at basketball games, you see a good crowd of students at the wrestling meets. You know, again, kids are busy, but yet they want to come out and support. And, and we've had a good uh, fan base as far as just the general public. Yeah, I, I was amazed, and, you know, to sit down and look at that triangular for one, this place was packed. Yeah. I mean, both sides completely filled up. And now, granted, there's three teams, but even after one team left, there were still quite a few people yeah. here until yep. the end. So that, that was pretty impressive. Do, do you think that high school coaching wrestling in the state of Iowa is probably the hardest out of any state because Iowa is wrestling? Well, it is, but, you know, Pennsylvania is really coming right, on strong, right. you know, with Kale being out there and, and everything's just come to another level, I think. And Pennsylvania has been coming on for years. Right, but, right. Yeah, it's, you know, obviously we're looked at as one of the best uh, states in the nation for wrestling. So, um, you know, coaching-wise, I think you just, you know, you kind of get used to what you're doing and, and what it takes to win. And, you know, and I think, I think really in the last, well, I suppose when Brody's class was about sophomores, we just really – got to where we just push kids harder and you know we didn't break them but yet they understood that they could work harder and harder every day and get better and you know and it wasn't going to bother them right you know so you were able to ask more and get more out of kids and, and just push them to to more limits than they were used to and you know i think that year i think brody's uh senior year which would have been um 14 uh, I think we were 22 and three. Wow. So you know we had a good class, and those are kids that worked right. hard. You know over the years, quite a few uh, state medals in there. Uh, Jared Keenan, Anthony Clayton, Julio uh, Sanchez, Garrett J. Brody. You know, so uh, I'm sure we missed a couple. Jack uh, Leshin was a year older than those guys, but you know we could really push. And I think the younger kids learned to work watching those older kids. You know, those those guys had success. And the young kids saw it and learned they had to work harder to, to reach those goals. So speak, speaking of success, a couple of big weeks coming up here for the wrestling team as things starting to wind down. What is the end of the year you know, outlook we, look like? Well, we go to Carlisle Saturday. Um, it's not the easiest draw. Um, we've got guys that uh, have very good records that will be two and three seeds in the sectional tournament. Um, I think we have, you know, a couple probably potential number one seeds. Uh, 
I would say Brock and Eli and Cam have the best shot for number one seeds. For a sectional tournament, there's only six teams on our sectionals. Uh, it's an eight-man bracket, and then top two guys get by. So, you know, you're already one step closer. Uh, you have to get first or second to advance to districts, and then districts is the following week at Knoxville, and then we pick up another sectional that comes in, and there's four guys, and you got to finish top two to advance state. So, um, a lot of the weights that we're at, there's a lot of ranked kids coming in. So, uh, you know, you know we're just we're going to go in, we're going to battle, and, and hopefully we'll come out on top. Um, you know, we're, we're used to it. We've had to do it before, um, but it just yeah, it's it's one of them years where you really think you got a, a good chances with quite a few guys, and then you got the district that we got. Right. So you know you got to be ready, and you know. <laughs> Quite honest, I just want to be healthy. They're talking about all this uh, influenza B going around the school right now. Yeah, and both the basketball team and the girls and boys both have lost kids out. So. Right, right. So far, we're okay, but, you know, told the guys, yeah, get showered up, you know, go home, relax, rest, don't come back. I mean, come support your team, but don't get in the crowd, stay away. I don't know, right. but, you know, you just got to stay away from people right now. So, well, no. what is, uh, so, after is your dual competition after state or is that before state actually they do the uh team duels the day before the traditional tournament at wells fargo they used to do it uh the week after in cedar rapids but now they do it uh the day before so on wednesday team duels and you know realistically we're probably not a a dual competitor this year um you know you have to take first or second as a team at sectionals to advance to regionals on Tuesday night. Oh, okay. So, um, you know, and I see us as a possible second place finisher, but realistic, we're, you know, we're second or third, I think, on paper, you know, just on based on what other schools have for individuals. All right. Well, we're uh, we're kind of winding down out of time, so yeah, we'll, yeah. We're, you're <laughs> saved by the bell a little bit, but. You know, we just want to thank you very much for coming well, yeah. up here. Thanks thank for you. having me. We, we, we appreciated the, Anytime, the well. feedback, and Dave Kaizen did us well to help us out with the wrestling meet. Yeah, so, we're, you know, next year maybe we can figure something out and, and, you know, maybe get you some more information up front about possible tournaments that kids had won during the year or something that yeah. have something else to say about them. So. Well, yeah, we it, plan on doing most of them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, we, you know, typically we only get two or three home meets, right, so right. besides our tournament, but... Uh, yeah, so it'll be fun. Well, and, and to go back and see that they were pretty much scheduled and nothing was going on. All the home, our home meets on the Grinnell calendar, no other event was going on. So we got lucky there. Yeah, good. That, so. that helps the crowd. Yep, <laughs> yep. So. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. thank you. All right, we'll talk to you later. Yep, right, thank you. All right, well, we're kind of running short here on we time are, ourselves. We so. are running short on our uh, podcast time, but uh, – just wanted to quickly state for everyone that was watching the podcast, just the quick big news that came out today. District 6 uh, is where Grinnell sits in the new 3A football season, along with Xavier, Oskaloosa, Newton, Benton, and Clear Creek, Amanda. That was the big news that came out of sports today. I wanted to fit that in. So thanks to Coach Beck for coming down and uh, talking to us. And we got to get set for the basketball game coming up here in a little bit. So thank you for listening to the Tiger Sports Livestream Network podcast, and we will see you next week. <laughs>